Greetings friends! Welcome to episode 6 of Spooky Saturday, a segment of Tabi Tabi Podcast where I, Ethan, share spooky stories sent to us by readers of my horror page named Read If You Dare and listeners of the podcast as well. Hi friends, hope you're all doing well. I just want to say that I've received a lot of submissions from you guys and I can't thank you all enough for all the paranormal stories I've received. I have scheduled most of them for future episodes, so rest assured, your submissions will be featured here in the podcast soon. And if you have paranormal encounters or stories that you would like to share, please email us at officialtabitabipod at gmail.com. This is not limited to Filipinos only. Anyone can send their own paranormal story, so write up and send it to us. Once again, to my wonderful patrons, before we begin, a huge thanks to Stephanie E, Terence C, Genji, and Christina N of the Multitier. A huge thanks and shoutout as well to Veronica R, Michelle G, Jordan, Lee, Mona, her daughter Luna, Carl Bonkers, Violet A, and St. Peaches for the Tao Tier. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you really for still being here and um, supporting the podcast. I really, really appreciate you all. And if you would like to support the podcast financially and get cool benefits as well, head over to patreon.com slash tabitabipod. For the amount of 2 or $5, you can have early access to ad-free episodes, exclusive updates, and more. The latest exclusive episode on Patreon is about the different types of agimat, so if that interests you, join us. And with that said, settle in my dear listeners, and let's begin. The first story comes from Vanta. One of the creepiest and scariest things I've seen happen was when I was 4 or 5 years old. I was sleeping next to my parents when I suddenly felt uneasy as if someone was watching me sleep. I opened my eyes but couldn't see a thing as it was still dark. I closed my eyes again and tried to sleep, but I wasn't able to. I still have that sensation that someone was watching me. So, I opened my eyes again to check. As I looked down the edge of the bed where my feet were resting, I noticed someone sitting a foot away from the bed, staring at me with blood-red eyes, long tangled hair, and an angry expression. I was paralyzed by dread. I didn't know what to do. I just closed my eyes and hoped that the entity would finally leave. I kept my eyes closed and waited a few minutes before glancing to see if the coast was clear. To my surprise, it was still there, staring at me with those eyes. I decided to just keep my eyes closed and not open them again to check until I was soon asleep. That image of that entity staring at me will be eternally carved in my mind. And I still fear waking up in the middle of the night, afraid of seeing it staring at me again. This next story comes from Ruben of Malaysia. Hello, Redefinir or Tabi Tabi Podcast. It's me, Ruben. I would like to share some of my latest encounters with you. These happened at work during my shift at the hospital. The first story goes like this. I was doing my rounds one late quiet night. It was kind of peaceful when a middle-aged patient suddenly rang the assistant bell. 
I entered his room and I noticed that he seemed annoyed. He complained that children were playing very loudly outside of his room door and one even managed to enter his room. Hair began to stand on my back. My ward is an adult ward. There were no children. Trying to keep my cool, I told the patient that I'll remind those children not to play so late at night because I don't want to scare the hell out of him by telling him the truth. The very moment I stepped outside of his room, I heard a child say, Shh, to my ear. This next story is not so scary, but sure is gruesome. One night, an elderly patient with Alzheimer's disease was admitted to my ward. He was admitted to my ward as he was vomiting non-stop. After admitting him, I went to check on his condition and to do a full body assessment. But when I arrived at his room, I had the shock of my life. It looked like a murder scene. Blood was everywhere, the floor, on the bed, and even on the patient. The patient was chewing on his lips while nobody was around, till it bled and was eating the chewed up flesh from it. After the horror show and one sedation later, I called up the family members of the patient and told them what happened. It seems that the patient has been doing it for quite some time and they forgot to inform the nurses about it. In the end, the doctors in charge of the patient decided to just remove all of the patient's teeth for his safety, with the consent of the family members of course. And never will I forget this experience. This third story comes from Byron A. Good evening, Ethan. This is Byron A., one of your Tao Tier Patreon fans. Love your show. I would like to share my hospital horror story. This is not the first time I'm going to share it, but I would like to share it with the listeners of this great podcast. I used to be a resident doctor of radiology at a certain hospital here in the Philippines. This is a story shared with me by a radiologic technologist. So a bit of background. In the MRI department, when a patient goes for an examination, we leave them alone inside the machine. We have a camera facing the patient to check their status. On one occasion, they notice the patient talking to someone while inside the machine. We thought the patient was sleep talking because we usually let them sleep. After the exam, the patient thanked them for sending someone inside with them to ease their anxiety even though it is usually not allowed. The patient said that the person they talked to shared stories when this certain hospital was used as a concentration camp during World War II. Not knowing what to do, the radiology technicians just exchanged awkward smiles. Thank you very much for this opportunity to share my story. This final collection of stories came from Joms. Hey guys, I'm Joms, and I love reading creepy stories on Read If You Dare Facebook page. I saw from one of the posts that we can share our creepy experiences, so here's mine. Story 1 It was way back in 2013. I was still in the 7th grade at the public high school here in Antipolo City. At the time, I was a member of the Boy Scouts in our school. 
We often stayed late at school even when classes are over. We usually have meetings or drills with the senior scouts. My classes end at 6 o'clock p.m. and I usually rush towards the scouts' headquarters right after. On a particular night, everything was pretty normal. We had our usual meetings which ended at around 7 p.m. All of the other students and teachers were already gone by that time. It was only us and some guards who remained at the school grounds. It was also really dark as the only lights were from the covered court and the building where our headquarters is located. We then lined up in front of the flagpole, preparing for our flag retreat. We were getting anxious because it was taking so long to start. We learned that it was because there was still another scout who hasn't come down from the headquarters which was on the fourth floor of the school building. The senior scouts kept calling him to get him to come down but he wasn't listening. By this time, we were already getting creeped out with the student's behavior. The scout advisor decided to do a roll call and to our surprise, everyone on the list is already there. This meant that the student on the fourth floor isn't a member of the scouts. We were even more creeped out by this, but our advisor just thought that it was just a student who hasn't gone home yet. Our advisor decided to climb up the stairs to the student and asked for volunteers who would accompany him. Four of the officers went with him and they split up in two groups as there were two stairwells in the building. They did that to ensure that the student wouldn't be able to get away. As they were making their way up, the lights on the building suddenly went out. This was really freaky as the breaker was located on the first floor of the building. We are certain that nobody went to the first floor and nobody could have turned it off. We weren't able to see our advisor and the officers but we can hear their voices. One officer, whose voice was already shaking, confirmed that there was no one on the fourth floor except for them. Our advisor didn't say a word about the revelation and just decided not to continue the flag retreat. He ordered us to go home and to never say a word about what happened. Story 2 My next experience happened in 2018 while I was a freshman in college. On a particular subject, we were tasked to perform a folk dance. We were practicing every week as our final grade for that subject relies on our performance. One of our groupmates, Andeng, offered her place for our practice. We agreed as we were having problems with finding a proper practice area. That Saturday, we went to Andeng's place. We were surprised to learn that her family was the caretaker of a large, vintage mansion located in a remote area. The road on the way to the house only had a few houses which were fairly big but abandoned. As Andeng told us, the mansion belonged to an old couple who had already died. The children of the couple moved out of the mansion after their deaths and very occasionally visit. The mansion had a Spanish-American influence in the design. There was a wall made of glass in front of the dilapidated greenhouse where we practiced. Through the glass, you could see antique figurines, vases, books, and dolls inside the room. 
we tried to not look at it during our practice as it was a pretty unsettling view. After a while, we took a break. I noticed that one of my groupmates was staring through the glass wall and was looking at the water tank which was next to a rocking chair. She then said to Andeng that her grandfather was standing near the water tank for quite some time already. Andeng's face turned pale as she told us that they don't live with her grandpa or any other old person. Because of this, we panicked and ran away from the glass wall. On the next school day, we talked about what happened. Andeng asked our groupmate to describe the person that she saw. Her description was spot on to the previous owner of the mansion as confirmed by Andeng. He always hangs out by his rocking chair when he was still alive. And the last story. This happened when I was still a kid around 2008. Our house in Antipolo at that time had two stories. Our family and my grandma stayed at the second story while my uncle lived in the first one. From our window on the second floor, you could clearly see our neighbor's roof below. We are neighbors with my cousin as we were a close-knit family. During one night, we were awoken by my grandmother's scream. She said that there's a person on the roof of my cousin's house. We went to the window and saw a shirtless, buff man with a bald head facing away from us. He was standing directly on top of where my cousin's bed would be. My cousin's wife was pregnant at the time. They were still sound asleep while this was all happening. My father grabbed his machete, went downstairs outside, and proceeded to climb up the neighbor's roof. When the man realized this, he immediately jumped off to my cousin's yard. We didn't hear any stomping sound when he jumped or landed. My father then went down to chase the man but there was no trace of him anymore. Some of our neighbors who were awoken by the commotion helped in trying to find the man, but to no avail. Rumors had spread that it was only a burglar while others point to Aswang. The mystery was never solved as the man was never seen again. And that is it for today's Spooky Saturday. I do hope you enjoyed listening to the stories. If you have paranormal encounters that you would like to share, please email us at officialtabitabipod at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed this episode and like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. Once again, a huge thanks to Vanta, Ruben, Viren A, and Joms. Thank you so much for your submissions. I really, really appreciate it. And another way for you to help support the podcast is by heading over to patreon.com slash tabitabipod and for as little as 2 or $5, you can gain early access to ad-free episodes, listen to Patreon-exclusive content, and more. So, join us! Once again, thanks for listening to Tabi Tabi Podcast with me, Ethan. Join me next time when I share more spooky stories. Bye!